What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, I did a full vocal warm up today. Did you? Yeah, like a twenty five minute uh, singing, like a uh, wow. you know, mm-hmm. and I feel vocally very prepared for this. Well, that's good. I didn't do that. Um, <clears throat> my vocal cords are naturally warmed up anyway. <laughs> Listen to that. It's Listen to that you radio. Purr. Listen to you that purr radio. Purr when so. you sleep. <laughs> that's not purring. You that's work- my sleep apnea. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Um, uh, I should, man. Yeah. I, you know what? That's, that's one thing I, I've been thinking about recently is like, is, um, it, it's been such a fucking crazy past like three weeks for a, a myriad of reasons. But, uh, one big one is, are you drinking eggnog? With rum in it. <laughs> wow. If you want to see Bridie drinking eggnog with rum in it at 1130 AM, <laughs> uh, Go to patreon.com slash turn me on and you can witness it. <laughs> Actually, you look great. Honestly, I mean, you look great. The lighting's amazing. Like you got a really good setup there. Anyway, let, let me let me finish that thought. So so it's been a crazy week and and a big a crazy couple of weeks. And a big part of that is because we moved out of our fucking home. We moved of seven years. A home of we seven lived there years. For seven years. Man, seven years, so many roommates. So many fucking roommates. Think of how many people came through the doors of our house and lived with us. So many. It's wild. I I want to say like 12, like probably 12 people. That's a lot. Maybe more. I mean, here's the thing. It's it's like maybe more that there were there were roommates of, you know, of the variety that stick around for a long time and, and you develop like a really deep relationship with. But then there were a lot of like. You know, we had, we, we kind of ran this like Momentary. weird boarding house, like where where we would have like we would have people like stop in to be roommates for like two like months. Recently separated from their marriage, yeah. just needed a place to crash for three months. I'll tell you, yeah. if, you're, if you're looking to add some of that interest, interesting dynamic to your life, um, Kijiji is a great spot to just <laughs> find the most interesting characters. And I tell you right Random. now. If I was going to write a book, um, 
about if I was going to write like a memoir, there most certainly would be like the 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 chapters that would just like insert a bit of like absurd humor would just be the chapters in my life of the specific humans that just happened to like plop into that home over seven years. Because it was a fucking, it was a really interesting madhouse of characters. I think I've always, you know, we joked at the beginning of this podcast, like almost four years ago about how like I thought running a brothel would be really fun. Yeah. Um, But, but I, we, I did kind of run like a, it was like a boarding house. In fact, my grandmother. What is a boarding would, house? I just said that. I don't know what that is. What is that? It's a place where people board. Okay. There's no like when I when when someone says boarding house, it's not like a like a boarding house. Wink, wink. No. Okay. No, okay. a boarding house is like. So my grandmother, what I was gonna say is, she always would ask in her letters if we still or on the phone if we still had boarders. Not roommates, yeah, not, you know, she would always yeah. say like, are you still boarding people? She would also, she would also say, how's your friend? And this was like you know, your four friend, years Jeremy? into our, our mar- marriage. How's your well, friend? Well, actually, this is a really, I just going to intercept this. I brought a little show and tell today. I, oh. I'm, um, I'm going through a lot of emotional stuff these days. So I, I thought it's, you know, the holidays, how am I going to honor the people that I've lost this year. And so I've been, you know, really trying to channel them. And then I came across this envelope, um, which I, which surfaced actually at the beginning of the pandemic of, um, all the, all the letters from my grandmother. And I found a number of Christmas cards here and this would be about the time of year we would be getting a Christmas card from (laughs) Virgin. So, um, so I just, for our patrons, you've read Virgin's stuff before. Uh, on the on show, the show. Yeah. Um, Keep okay, holding so, that up though, because uh, uh, one sec, Brad. Th- there we go. Now we can see it. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> card for the is classic. For the listeners, it's a, it says "Merry Christmas" with a, a very uh, spunky Christmas tree on it, and uh, it looks like the card is it the card glued onto paper. The card is glued onto paper. Okay. So, so hold on. Wait, Virginia there's no took, back. Hold on. Virginia, wait, wait. It's just the front of a card. She took the, front of, the card, front of a card, cut it, and yeah. cut it off. Cut and then she took off. that front of the card with the spunky Christmas tree, glued it onto a large piece of paper that yeah. it, that has been cut with perforated scissors all around and the board. Is that the right word? Perforated scissors? It basically so. it's the zigzag. You know those old yeah. school zigzag. Yeah, yeah. She was a school teacher, so she had all these cool stationary tools. She loves stationary. But anyway, she this is this is this cut. This cut is on every fucking one of her letters. She That's cuts really every cool. one of her letters with the zigzag scissors. <laughs> so yeah, and then on the inside of the card, on the piece of paper, she's glued a Christmas greeting from the inside of a different card, I'm sure. Warmest greetings for the season and every good wish for the coming year. And then she's written there at the bottom, Bridie Jeremy, spelt wrong. <laughs> Bridie Jeremy in quotation marks, Merry Christmas to you both. Hope you are enjoying the holiday. Does your dog know it's Christmas? Love, Virgin Brent, December 2015. Oh, that's really funny. Right? I, it isn't perforated uh, scissors. That's, that's uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's just decorative, yeah. decorative scrapbook edging scissors, edger scissors. Um, that's that's really cute. Her her letters were always really fun to get. And um, oh my god, so many Christmas cards. Yeah, so many Christmas cards. You know and what you should. Look. You know what you should do with those cards <laughs> is hold on to them, but but send them to friends of ours. Us? Like just like yeah, send, yeah, and then and then be like, but and then you know a little note being like this. Hey, Merry Christmas. Also, I need this back. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna mail this to our new address <laughs> yeah, and yeah. just have them arrive. Every year. So yeah, we, we, it, mo- it, we moved We moved out of this fucking house that had like, you know, so many people in it over the years. So, so much shit. This is where Bigby get... lived his whole life. Yeah, Bigby lived there his entire I'm... dog life. He didn't know any other home except for that home. Really. Salt Spring. Uh, yeah, right. He, you're right. Salt Spring. Um, and um, yeah, so so we're out. And now I'm living in a temporary space because we, we got this sweet little condo. Um, we downsized big time and that was what, uh, <clears throat> that was definitely what I needed. So, mm-hmm. um, I kind of wanted to move into a tiny home. So I got the next, next best thing and just got a fucking tiny condo. Tiny condo. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, um, 
uh, so I'm I'm living I'm living kind of at at a temporary. I'm living with my my good friend Rich in his basement, my first basement apartment uh, living, and uh, and I don't I don't hate it. I gotta say I don't hate. It. I was a little bit worried because I was like, oh, basement basements suck, but I've made this. I turned this little room into like I kind of like it. It's it's homey and it feels good. But uh, we're we're waiting to get into the condo until uh, a little closer to the holidays. So. So for now, we're coming to you at our respective and Brody, you're 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 living there with uh, with your friend Todd there. Uh, how's <laughs> your friend, friend? How's your friend Todd? <laughs> how's your friend? No, that's all she would say. Do you remember? I, I don't know if I told you. So I saw her in December, um, almost a base, probably a year ago to the day. Yeah. I was on PEI with her, and I had told her um, that I was coming to PEI to with you and mm-hmm. Todd and she had never heard about Todd. She didn't know anything about our relationship structure at this point. And, you know, I just picture her there in her rocking chair, like tisking sort of, sort of gently weeping <laughs> and knitting. She would cry always like, but I, I but, and I'm always just like, what, what is she crying about? Anything. And then, and then her just saying like her only response being like, I don't know what, to say about what you told me and then and then me being like okay well just let me know how you feel like I don't have to bring them here I can just come with me and she goes well I'll just be here so just I'll ju- I'm just gonna be here so so bring them oh and uh and that was a really really nice thing I'm sure her poor 85 year old mind was just like you know what I think I've had it with change and new information and new ways of doing things. Cause then two months later she kicked the bucket. So <coughs> well, I think I, I probably killed her. <laughs> I wonder how she would feel about the, uh, the recent the pandemic. The, uh, dude, fuck, fuck pandemic. That shit's old news. I'm talking about the alien news <laughs> that dropped, uh, all this fucking week so far. I'm sorry. Alien news. Are you not aware? I'm not aware. Please. I- Honestly, I mean, it's a different podcast. It's for a different podcast. We don't have to get into it. But basically, it's been confirmed. Aliens exist. And uh, the US and Israel Israel know about it. And they've signed a deal with the aliens not to um, not to reveal that they that. Oh, there's a galactic federation. I can't. I guess I honestly I can't even get into it right now. It's too fucking much. It's okay. Okay. Hold on. Oh man, we're going to, we're losing patron. We're losing fucking listeners. We're losing patrons. I have to, I have to just say it. Okay. Say it. A, a huge, like a, a big time Israel, Israeli, uh, former Israeli defense, um, like official, uh, specifically, uh, for, uh, the like space defense. Um, I'm just going to Google. This will be easier. Let's do it this way. I'll just Google alien. And then we can uh, we can go through it together here as a as a as a group. Uh, if you want to look, Google you want to look at this bullshit, um, just uh, just go over to patreon.com. So I started um, Alien. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, this is what's going on. Um, oh Jesus Christ! Former Israeli space humanity security chief not says, ready. Uh, that yeah, man. Okay, so look, the, the National Post, Global News. Uh, the, the, the Jerusalem post, the Jerusalem post one is a pretty, is pretty, it's pretty well put together. Uh, so basically this is what it is. Former Israeli space security chief says aliens exists, uh, aliens exist, humanity, not ready. This is, this is like, I, okay. Again, it's been a long fucking couple of weeks. This shit gets me so hard. I'm like, I, this is like, (laughs) I, I had like wet dreams last night. Because I read this yesterday, like this is so I fucking love this shit. I don't give a shit if it's not real or not. I'm I, I'm not I'm not that dumb. What do you mean? Isn't it real? You know what? Who knows? Who knows? But I love it. I just love it. I love. I I mean, I, I really want to believe. I I want to believe, but I don't know. All right, look, look, get this tagline though. This Galactic Federation has supposedly been in contact with Israel and the U.S. for years, but are keeping themselves secret to prevent hysteria until humanity is ready. So basically, what this guy is saying. <laughs> Is that aliens have been down here? We they've been in contact with the U.S. and other you know certain countries, and basically they have ex, they have expressed to to you know us being humans, select humans that there is a galactic federation that exists, 
of alien life. So a whole galaxy, a whole like neighborhood of beings <clears throat> that have a federation. They're like this. We all exist in the same galaxy and we all connect with each other. And, you know, we share resources and yada, yada, whatever I'm reading into what that could p- possibly be. But there's a galactic federation. Okay. And they know of our existence and they're like, we got to get these guys in on the federation, but they're fucking, they're not ready yet. They're all, they're way too cuckoo. They're way too wacko. They're all fucking like, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to kill each other and, you know, they're destroying their planet and they're, they're obsessed with social media and yada, yada, yada. Like all this, all the shit that just makes us fucking dumb. The aliens are going, they're not ready. So they're waiting until we are, we are like, you know, whatever, evolve to a point where we're ready for them to go, hey, cool. Now you can know we exist. You could be in the club. <clears throat> and he was also saying, <laughs> I just, oh, fuck. I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm so, so sorry. He was also saying that they, these, the aliens, um, they have the same, in, they have basically kind of the same intentions of us. They're trying to find, they're trying to figure out the meaning of the universe. They're trying to figure out like the meaning of life. They're, they don't know. They don't have the answers either. So anyway, we're not alone, folks. Um, and oh, and uh, there, there was another really <laughs> crazy thing that this guy said. Uh, his name is Haim Eshed. He also said that there is um, that they signed a deal with the aliens and there is a bunker on Mars and there are some humans that are there and aliens that are there coexisting and basically, you know, working out plans. So there we go. And this look Whoa. and this is like being covered. This is being covered. This is why I love this is because this isn't just some wacko website. This is being covered by like every major news network. And sure, you know, this guy, Ished, is 80-something years old and probably losing his fucking mind. Don't be ageist now. But but isn't that cool, though? Man, I love that. I love it, too, <sighs> just in terms of, like, you know, sometimes when things are really difficult, like so much of... Um, uh, so much has been lately. I just It's just really nice to zoom out and be like... <laughs> You know what? Aliens exist, and and we don't matter. I could die any second. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, that's a. It's also part why I love it. Um. So anyway, yeah. uh, that's exciting news. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that fun? That is really, really fun. So there's that, and uh, the holidays are upon us, and um, they are, and and it's you know, it's not going to be the holidays that we are all that we're all used to, whatever that is for you. Um. But uh, I'm still excited. Cause I, I really do. I know that, I know that Christmas gets a lot of hate. Um, and there's like, people love being like, I fucking hate the holidays and rightfully so there's lots of reasons to hate it, but I love Christmas time. It is, it still reeks of nostalgia for me and that nostalgia oozes out of my pores and it makes my belly feel like there's butterflies in it and I and even though I know that it's going to be the it's going to be the lamest Christmas that I've had, you know, with like fam and stuff. I'm looking forward to finding the ways to make it special for myself this year. And uh, you and I were kind of talking about that yesterday on a walk that we took through the park with with Rose. And uh, I'm just yeah, I'm just like so happy that 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 this time is here because yeah, it's been a fucking shit year, but. The vaccines are coming in in Santi's in Santa Claus's Christmas bag, and that is something that makes me feel jolly. Well, that's very sweet, babe. I have long been a. Uh, I don't. I don't hate Christmas. I certainly don't hate Christmas. There are part. There, I am also so nostalgic, and you know, like. I, there are things about Christmas that just seize my heart and make me feel so joyful and so peaceful. And I have realized that in the absence of traveling this year, cause I'm always like, okay, how am I going to split my time? I got to go to this house. I got to go to this house. I got to go over there. And that comes from a long time of like being in a, in a, like a pretty extended family, but also now of course, like with our relationship and the other families that are, are now and all in, in my family. And, and then with COVID there's like, it's, it's like, well, like 
you know, I'm not even going into other people's houses. Mm, so mm-hmm. I've really reduced travel. <clears throat> and for the first time in a really long time, like I went for a walk yesterday or a few days ago and I walked into a store and I just saw things. I was like, I'm going to buy that for so-and-so. I'm going to get this for so-and-so. And I just like... What'd you get for me? Enjoyed Christmas. I didn't get you anything. Motherfucker. Yeah, no, I'm focusing on the babies in my life. So yeah. my 12 nieces and nephews... And then twelve my, bride. Oh my god! Yeah, I have twelve nieces and nephews now. Jesus. Um, I might even be missing one because I feel like one was born like a second ago. Mm-hmm. But um, but and then you know one of my oldest friends uh just had a baby and yeah, like having babies now. And I think too, <clears throat> like with COVID and 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 the and the consideration of like the bubble and also mm. you know. Um, like I was just like recommitting to the really important relationships in my life feels exciting. Anyway, I'm excited about the gifts that I bought that I'm sending to people in a way that I haven't been like excited to give a gift in a really long time. Oh, that's fun. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fun. I, um, I, I, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out to our listeners. Um, if you are feeling, you know, cause I'm sure you're, you're not alone in, in this thought of like, and wh- whether or not you celebrate Christmas or whether or not you celebrate Hanukkah or, or, you know, whatever, whatever your whatever it is that you celebrate at this time of year, if you celebrate, I'm sure that, uh, we are, Bridie and I, we are not alone in this, this feeling of, of, uh, of, you know, uh, things not being normal or, or, or maybe, maybe we're not alone in this feeling of trying to find the new God damn it. I almost said, I almost fucking said it. Find the new normal. (laughs) I fucking hate that term so much. But if you're one of those people that are, you know, that are trying to figure out the ways to make things, uh, exciting and merry and and jolly, uh, send us an email, turn me on podcast at gmail.com and let us know, what you are doing and maybe we'll, if we have, you know, maybe we'll read some, some nice ideas out if, if we get any, if you, you know, and, and even if, even if, uh, even if you're just down and out and, and just want to rant or complain about your, your Christmas, uh, send us an email and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll fucking, we'll rant it out for you. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling really, uh, I'm just feeling really, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. We'll stop talking about it now. So, <laughs> all right, enough about it. Um, cool, baby. Well, do you want to throw to the episode, I, or what do you think? I think so. Yeah, I think that's what I'm. That's what I'm feeling. I okay. I just feel like there have been such beautiful moments over the last couple of weeks. Um, in the midst of like things getting really hairy, like even hairier in some parts of the world, and and in our in our province and, and in our, in our city, um, over the last couple of weeks have been really intense. And we had this conversation, I want to say last week, um, sort of in, in the thick of, um, of a lot of other things going on. And it's funny because we recorded with this guest months and months and months ago Mm -hmm. and didn't realize till the Wednesday we were going to put it out that we lost the conversation. We didn't get this person's audio. Mm. So getting the chance to like have this conversation again after some time had passed was really great. And it was just, it just, I just think this person is a really lovely human and I, and I, it brought a lot of the conversation brought a lot of joy to my, to my my dark season my dark winter season i'll go i'll go one step further and even say that this conversation that we're about to throw to for me personally was a highlight of turn me on 2020 uh i really enjoyed this conversation and i i have a feeling that you will too uh, if you've been an og listener and been sticking with us uh through through thick and thin uh this is going to be right up your alley uh, we talked to our friend Tim <clears throat> all the way over on the other side of the country. And Tim is a part of the ABDL community, the adult baby diaper lover community. And um, uh, I have a feeling this episode might uh, come to a bit of a surprise for you. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Tim is a lovely, lovely human. 
And um, this is, again, this is one of my favorite conversations from the year. So enjoy it, because we most certainly did. Um, we, this is going to be fun because uh, this is the second time around <laughs> that we've tried to make this happen with with a good a good chunk of time in between uh, from the first time we made an attempt. Uh, we are sitting down with our friend Tim. Uh, Tim is uh, all the way over on the other side of the country from us, and uh, a while back we tried to record a full episode. We actually did record a full episode. Uh, and all we came out of it with was my audio and Bridie's audio <laughs> and we didn't have Tim's audio. And that's kind of, kind of a bummer because, uh, it was all about Tim and Tim's experience. So we couldn't really use that recording. Uh, but we gave it some time. We came back. We're going to give it another attempt and I'm just going to cut straight to the chase. We are talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, the... A B D L community. Yeah. Nailed it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very good with acronyms, but I, think I, I did it. Uh, Tim, why don't you lay out for us what is ABDL? What is the ABDL community? For sure. So the ABDL community is the adult baby diaper lover community. Um, so um, it is people who um, either like to wear diapers. Um, or who um, express themselves as, as different ages um, and re- do what is referred to as age play. Um, so dressing up as different ages, kind of reverting their headspace and being taken care of by a, by a big or a caregiver. Um, so it's just a community that, uh, that finds a lot of calm and peace in, uh, in either wearing diapers or, or acting like a baby. So I guess my, <clears throat> I'm assuming I should never assume. One should never assume. But I am going to make a, a little assumption. I'm guessing there's at least one person who's listening who heard that and is thinking, why? Why, why, does, why does that community exist? Why are there people that, um, that would have interest in wearing, uh, in wearing diapers if they're not a baby or if they are not a senior who has uh, troubles with incontinence. Is that the word? Incontinence? incontinence is the right word. And it's not just seniors who live with incontinence. Well, no, There's lots, is lots of people wear diapers that are not <laughs> seniors or babies. I did wet the bed till I was 14. So, um, you know, technically I've had some continence issues in my past. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just, not just old folk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but why the community exists, um, you know, I, I think it's like any kind of, um, lifestyle community, um, any community that, uh, there's just something about it that, that for some people is really sexual. There are people who love to dress up and, you know, jerk off in their diaper and watch porn and, um, it's a really sexual thing. And then for others of us, it's just a really calm thing. It's a headspace. It's a way to kind of disconnect from the world. Um, I mean, in the, the, the little bit of research I've done, it seems like a lot of people in the community live pretty high stress jobs uh, and have high stress lives, which you often hear from people in different BDSM communities. And so I think it's just a way for a lot of us to just relax, just to kind of reset the brain and, and calm. Um, I know for me, I work a, a high stress job. I've got um, a lot of time constraints and a lot of pressure at work. Um, and so to be able to wear and just relax and, and calm down. And it's like, I become a whole different person that mm. when I'm wearing, I'm just I'm more loving and accepting and calm and I'm a better boss. I'm a better partner. I'm a better friend. Um, mm. so I think for a lot of us, it's just a, a way to, to feel a little bit of inner peace. One of the things you said there, um, you know, it, about the 
ABDL community, it, it leads me to believe, and maybe our listeners too, that you know this is a big umbrella for many variations of expression of this community, and and your your expression of it or your experience of it is about comfort, um, you know, nurture, nurturing. Um, but it sounds like the sexual side of it isn't necessarily something that you are drawn to about it. Um, so I'm wondering how you sort of stumbled into this community or just like became aware of it and what exploration you've done under that umbrella to sort of find the right fit for you, so to speak? Um, I think I stumbled it. So when I was, as I mentioned, a kid, um, I went to bed. I've got some other health conditions that um, affect um, how much you and I produce. And I went to bed as a kid until uh, I was about 14. Um, so I think a big part of it was when I was 13, 14, and the internet was around, um, I used to go to the Good Nights website, um, get some information on them, and connect with other kids. Uh, and then through that, I found a website called Daily Diapers. Um, but uh, a lot of people in my age range, kind of that early 30s, uh, will admit that they found it. It was kind of the first one that was around back in the day. Mm. Um, and then there was a lot of kind of binging and purging. Um, I would buy things, buy diapers, buy clothes, wear them, feel a lot of shame, throw them out, um, which I'm sure is an environmental disaster and was pretty hard on the pocketbook, but uh, it is what it is at this point, I guess. Um, and then I, uh, I explored the, the AB side of it, the dressing up like a baby and sucking on a suit, and it really didn't do much for me. Um, it wasn't something that I enjoyed or wanted to do again. Um, and then Twitter's been a huge thing. There's a huge ABDL community on Twitter. Um, and so I've connected with a lot of people there that allowed me to explore and try things and connect. And um, over time, I've just realized more and more how important it is to me. Um, and then when I started dating my fiance, um, I did the, oh, I want to give it up and there's something wrong with me and was filled with a lot of shame. And trying to give it up, I realized just how important it is to my mental health and to my well-being. Um, and so that was kind of the, the big flag to me that this is just going to be part of my life from now until I die. And um, But it comes into our relationship and we've learned to navigate it. But uh, just over time, I've just learned what it does for me and how important it is. Is your fiance the first intimate partner that you've had um, that you've shared this part of yourself with? Yes. And what yeah. was that? What was that like? Um, it uh, it was scary. Um, she moved in to my place after I think four or five dates, um, and I said, you know, bring your stuff in, make yourself at home, but don't go into that closet. And uh, I came home one day, and the closet door was open, <laughs> and she I mean, was on like... the bed going, "What the fuck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the telling telling a a partner, uh, hey, everything's all good, but definitely for sure, if you if you want to continue to have things be all good, definitely don't look behind that door. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, I mean, hindsight Jesus. maybe not the best idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just like I'm just picturing like what's going through her head in those moments, like. Uh, are there bodies in there? <laughs> What's the... <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking about what it would be like right now, Jeremy, if you and I still, like, if, if that had been a part of, like, our or, or original relationship where I was like, hey, don't look inside that closet. And, like, 12 years later, you're like, I still don't know what's back there. It would be yeah. so, that would be really different. That would be really interesting, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you came home and yeah, the door and was it open. It, uh, it started as a, a big fight, uh, kind of what the fuck, mm -hmm. which is totally fair and totally valid. Um, and over time, we talked about it and uh, talked about how important it was. And it started with small steps. It started with she didn't want them in the bedroom. They were fine in the house, just not in the bedroom. And then she finally said, um, move them into the bedroom. They're part of who you are. And then after that, they got moved into the bathroom. Um, so now they're on full display. So uh, kind of over the last year, it was just a, a slow progress. Um, it was about 
we both recognized that it was important to me, but it was also finding a way to bring it into our lives that she was comfortable with, that it's something that she's new to and that it is something that you don't expect when you meet your partner. Um, mm. I don't think you look at me and go, he likes to wear diapers. Um, and so, so it took some time and we navigated it and a lot of talking and a lot of communication. Um, and I think in the end it actually helped our relationship because it forced us to communicate. It forced us to talk about the awkward things, forced us to talk about things like sex, right? Um, how do we have sex on the days I'm wearing? You know, yeah. She doesn't want me sticky and covered in urine, putting my penis inside of her. So, um, you know, it, in the end, I think it was a real positive for our relationship, but it did take some time and a lot of communication. And there was the odd fight, and, uh, but uh, in the end, it worked out, which is great. Turn Me On Podcast will be back after this short break. Yeah, and now look at you guys, you have you have all this extra closet space now that that door can be opened. And, <laughs> right? Be it's, well, I mean, it's been refilled. You've got to keep a good supply on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you, 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 based on what you just said there, I'm, I, I take it that this isn't something that you do every single day. Like, what is the, what is the, the sort of like, you know, what's a typical week or month in terms of your use, your, your usage of diapers in your, in your day to day? Like, is it, is it only, um, something you turn to when you are feeling a particular way or when like stress is a little higher than normal, or is it something that's kind of like, you know, maintenance? Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, um, it kind of goes on a, a, a binge purge cycle. Um, so I'll find that things get stressful um, and I'll start wearing more and it might be every day for a month or every day for a week or every day for two months. And then things kind of calm down and I'm okay and I don't wear for a couple months or a couple weeks or a couple days. Um, and so it's tough to say. Uh, I have found that kind of there's two times in my work year where things get particularly stressful, uh, working in an agricultural related business. Um, you know, kind of when everything's coming in and we're trying to, to clear out all the, the equipment. Um, so I find that those times of year I wear more. Um, so I think it's definitely stress related, but um, there are some times where I just feel like I need it and need that maintenance and wear for a couple hours and that lasts me for a few weeks or a few days. So. Man, having such a physical um, response to like a, a, a an impulse to wear to stress must be sort of helpful in a way as like a monitor of like how am I doing right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. It's uh, it's a good good mental health check in. Yeah, um, you know, I've struggled my whole life with mental health issues. I'm on medication for it, and so. 
um, it is nice to kind of have a litmus test of, of where I'm at and how I'm doing. And, um, you know, there's been times where I've come home and my partner said, just go put one on for a couple hours. You clearly need it. Yeah. Um, so it, uh, it is a, a physical rendition of my mental well-being, which is really interesting. How has, um, how has that sort of shame cycle you were describing changed um, since sort of working through that with your partner? Um, well, that's a good question. Um, sorry, I know that the silence on a, a podcast-based program isn't great, but <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing is I can talk about the shame and communicate now where before they'd go in the closet, I'd shut the door and that was a, a secret in my life that no one got to know. And now when I'm feeling that shame, you know, she can, she does a great job of reminding me that I'm not a freak, that I'm not weird, that this is just something that I need. Um, and so it, it helps. The cycles are a lot less now as a result that kind of the highs are less high because I've got other support systems in my life. And the lows are less low because when I'm feeling that way, she's able to, you know, give my head a shake and we can talk about it. Mm. Um, so I actually f have found that in being open, I seem to wear a lot less mm. because I, I don't have that same mental health kind of spike and dip that I did before. Is, is, there, is there anybody else who knows? Like, like is your fiance, was she the first person outside of, <clears throat> you know, outside of like, the anonymity, I can't fucking say that word ever. Brian, can you help me? <laughs> anonymity. Anonymity. Uh, the anonymity of, of like forms and chat rooms and stuff. Like, is there anybody else in your family or, or peer group that, that know that you, you wear diapers? Uh, I've told a couple people. Um, after our last chat, I really thought about it. Um, I've had a couple friends who have found out that by accident. Um, one friend found out because I had a, box delivered and I went up to go change after work and she thought it was a gift for, for her sister-in-law's baby so she opened it and, um, <laughs> which is weird in and of itself but um, and then my, uh, my partner when we started talking about it um, you know I gave her the okay to talk to her best friend about it that sure. if she needed a support system that wasn't me that she should have that too that it wasn't fair to her to, to not have anyone um, you know, her, her friends out on the East coast, um, where my partner's from. So we don't see her often. So maybe that's for the best. I don't know, but, uh, she's been loving and supporting. And then kind of early on in my exploration, um, I explored it more as a, a sexual kink, um, particularly in the world of BDSM. So I had a friend who, um, was a Dom mistress. Um, so her and I explored it, but that time I realized that that wasn't the right fit or we weren't the right fit and it wasn't particularly sexual um, and so but other than that actually that's such a there's one other person um, I met someone online on FetLife who also wears and I've gone for beers with him a couple times um, so more and more people are starting to know but it's still a pretty mm. pretty small world this is do you think that sorry Brian just one more mm -hmm. thing do you think that you know, you know <clears throat> knowing that you're on a podcast that's that's and uh, be, being listened to by you know a fair amount of folks like do you think this is another one of those steps in in sort of reducing any residual shame that that exists within because i know we've we, we already did this recording once and and when we first did it you and i hope it's okay that i say this but when we first did it you were you were actually with your fiance like she was there as your as your sort of like moral support i i it doesn't seem like she's there with you now so like is there just through talking about it with a couple of people that you don't even know um and and knowing that this will this will be you know broadcast like is there is there a feeling of of um what's the word that that, that i'm looking for here like a feeling of of 
of release or like catharsis a catharsis yeah and being able to just like openly talk about it knowing that it will be heard by a number of people there is for sure um (laughs) i think last time i was a lot more nervous i mean if the recording had worked my voice was a lot shakier i was a lot less confident i think with my answers um so even in talking about it the first time um to now has made a huge difference so I think this is definitely quite cathartic, Mm. um, which I think is part of the reason that I wanted to do this. Um, One, because it's still kind of a a fringe part of the kink world. You know, a lot of people remember the people who wore diapers on Jerry Springer, and that's, you know, the only exposure they've had to it. So I think part of it is just trying to normalize it for myself and for other people. Um, but it's also just a, a catharsis to talk about it, to be open about it, um, you know, to, to share it with people who are, are open to listening um, without judgment, which, you know, I can't, can't call up most of my friends and tell them and not feel like I'm being judged. So mm-hmm. You bring up a really interesting um, point there about, you know, people remember uh, Jerry Springer. And, you know, whatever portrayals of whatever we see on television. I don't know if you've seen the movie Disclosure, but like Mm. to Disclosure is a a lot about trans representation in the media or that's what it is about. It's a documentary about that. And um, or the lack thereof. Yeah. But Mm. in in the exposure, like how it's exposed Mm. and what sort of that leads people to believe about trans people. And so um it's really interesting. I don't think it crossed my mind the last time we, we chatted about this, but that is something I wonder about the representations of that in film and in media and what sort of, I mean, I can make some assumptions and some guesses about what sort of picture is painted about those, those folks, but I never really thought about sort of keeping an eye out for that moving forward. So thank you for making that point. Um, I don't know if this is like too personal of a question, but I find myself really curious about the process of learning that it wasn't a sexual thing for you. Like, you know, exploring anything sexually, especially if it's something that's like on the fringes, um, could be really sensitive, like tender, vulnerable experience. And I wonder like, having those experiences that were sort of sexual and feeling like, no, this isn't for me. Was that difficult or how did you approach that in such a way that was like your nervous system could handle, you know, whatever, whatever, I don't know how to ask that, but like, how do you approach exploration in that way and, and respond to the feelings of that's not for me? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it, it started with, with the website Daily Diapers and um, there's pics, there are pictures they would post all the time. And um, so I guess started with that um, and, and looking at those photos and realizing that the things that I was attracted to wasn't the diaper. Mm. It was how pretty the person was or, you know, breasts or a penis or a vagina, whatever was shown yeah. that was more exciting. Um and then I also found that when I would watch diaper-related porn, it was always other things that got me excited, like spanking or um, someone giving up control. Or And so just kind of over time, I realized that that wasn't what I was attracted to, that that wasn't the thing that mm-hmm. turned me on. Um, I've also been pretty open sexually um, and exploring my sexuality. Um, it's kind of come with its own story, and it's probably a conversation for another day. Um, but with that, it's allowed me to just to be open and try things and go, yeah, that's great, I love it, or that's not for me, and not feel like I have to, to fit within some framework. Mm-hmm. Um, that if it works, awesome, and I enjoy it, cool. And if not, I'll just try something else. And and so diapers have been the same, that I've tried it and explored it. And um, I've realized that it's just not what gets me off. And so I just don't continue it. Do you feel any 
pressure internally or um, about needing to find a different way of sourcing comfort? <coughs> or do you have other ways of like sourcing comfort that, um, that are part of your repertoire? Um, yeah, I guess I, my question is just like, do you think this will always be a part of your life or, or not? <laughs> um, I mean, I have other sources of comfort. Um, cuddling on the couch with my partner is a huge one for both of us. Um, human touch is a big comfort for me. I think diapers will always be a part of my life. Um, I don't know in what capacity um, because it's changed over time in the 30 whatever years I've been alive. Mm. And so I don't know what it's going to look like when I'm 60 or 70 or 80 or you know even next week. Um, but I would be shocked if it's not a part of my life. Um, forever. Hmm. Did, did you ever, um, <clears throat> you know, have you ever spoken to, uh, from like the perspective of speaking to a, a mental health professional about your, about the, your, your struggles with mental health? Um, so, you know, like a therapist <clears throat> and, and has the diapers, wearing diapers ever come up in that setting? And if so, like, was it was it received as as though there was something like wrong like stigmatized or this is like a problem you need to work through um or have like or have that has have you kept this like completely separate from like that realm uh up until this point i've kept it separate i mean i've spent years and years in therapy and mm. the best investment i've ever made if there's anyone listening wondering if they should go yeah. talk to a counselor do it for sure. Yeah. It is worth every penny. Go to a counselor. If you like them, great. If you don't find another one, you can hop around until you find the right fit. Um, I've spent years and years in therapy and love it. And it. It's a huge part of my mental health and my mental well-being. Um, I've talked to MDs and them on medication for my mental health. Um, but I've never brought up the diapers. And I probably should have and I probably will at some point. Um, I think because there was so much shame, um, mm. there was also other things that needed to come up first. Mm. Um, I've spent years working on some sexual trauma I had as a child, um, that kind of has taken priority in therapy, um, and some gender expression and gender identity things. Mm. Um, so I think working on those and moving past those. Um, for lack of a better term, I think it opens up the realm to talk about the diapers more. But up to this point, there's just been bigger pictures to look at that have been more important for me. Do you do you have is there like a sense of fear in in crossing that bridge when you get to it? You know, it like in in that it might be like I, can, I I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, right and. And if, if this is something that like I know brings me comfort and brings me solace, yet it is also knowing that it is something that's so stigmatized, I feel like I, I would be a bit hesitant or afraid to like express how important this is to me to a therapist in the, <clears throat> in the fear that they're gonna they're going to see this as like some sort of threat you know yeah. yeah some sort of like deviancy that's like actually going like that's actually not helping or you know or just like miss it just totally be misunderstood um and you know i i think that's this that's just me making assumptions about somebody's practice so who i i who fucking <laughs> knows what their response would be right but like i i think that would be an an innate fear that i would have of like i don't want to bring this I don't want to bring this up if you, if your response is simply going to be, we need to take this away. Mm. You, you know, um, do you, is there any sort of like hesitancy or fear about that? Or have you thought about that? Um, I've thought a lot about it because I've, I've seen a few different counselors and, and there's been a couple that I didn't like their approach and their responses to other things. Um, so I wouldn't bring it up with them. There's one I've been working with now for four or five years. Um, who I know I could tell and talk about um, and probably will. She's on uh, parental leave right now, and so it's not an option at this point. But um, 
but yeah, I think if they're a good counselor, then they need to be open to discussing the why and how and how important it is to me. And if it's something that after several sessions and lots of discussion, we decide needs to go away, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're not even open to it at the start, I don't think they're, they're the right counselor for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I like, I did not to make this about me, but I'm just to relate. Uh, I, I remember feeling when I first sought out counseling, I was wrestling with an eating disorder and I'm not equating what you're going, what you, um, like that wearing is, is, is harmful the way that an eating disorder is. But I definitely went into that session of like, don't fucking take this away from me. This is not what I'm here to deal with. I'm here to talk about other shit. Don't try to take away Mm -hmm. this like sense of control that I have in my life. And he was like, okay, no problem. And like, (laughs) You know, right. a couple of years later. Right. Yeah, you got to build out. that trust, right? You have to <laughs> yeah. build the trust with your counselor. Um, yeah. It's a relationship that takes time. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I spent six months talking about my dad and my family before talking about any of the things that I was actually there for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally get it, right? You go in and it's like, I'm here for this, but let's talk about all these other things first so that I know I trust you and I know I can work with you. Such an investment of time and money and it is, but it's worth it. Oh no. We didn't lose our recording, did we? We didn't. Okay, good. But um dang dang. We lost him. Come back. Uh, But we will get him back. He's back. And we're back after some technical difficulties. (laughs) Um um, uh, yeah, it's I one thing that I that I I I think would be worth noting is that you know before we began uh, before we had our very first conversation, I remember coming into the conversation with um, with my own preconceived notions, my own kind of like like. Um, you know, not, not, I, not, not judgments or, or like, or, you know, I wasn't coming into it thinking like, Oh, we're going to, like, we're going to talk to a crazy person who wears diapers, but there was like a, Whoa, this person, this person wears diapers. What is, what is that all about? And like the, you know, kind of like questions of, of trying to wrap my head around how, why anyone would do that or, or like, like what does that world look like and wh- where does it stem from? Um, and then I remember like five minutes into our first conversation, I, I immediately felt like kind of like annoyed with myself to be like, Oh, I, how, like you, you came into that with so much expectations and, and, and not that you did, you don't, you don't uh, exceed my expectations, Tim, but, but I I, I really came, I really like came into that. I started to realize quite quickly that like, this is, this is not the, the super outlandish, weird fetish that I can't wrap my head around that I was like, that I just immediately came to the thought of before we even spoke. Right. And then we lost your recording, and I was like, "Mother, fuck. <laughs> because, because in my head I was like, I if if I feel this way, there's got to be somebody else out there who's listening to the podcast who would also think that and and come into it like that." And so I, you know, knowing that we're going to be able to put this out, I just feel I feel so uh, grateful to have this this platform to be able to have these types of conversations, and for people like yourself who are who are willing to do something that at one point in your life would have seemed really, really fucking scary and like totally off the table. Um, And I, I just like, I really value the time that you've taken to talk to us. And um, I guess one thing that I, that I do want to ask before we, we, we come to an end is that um, like, is there, is there anything that you would want to say to anything specific that you'd like to say to anyone out there who like, who, who did come into this 
clicking on the episode, seeing the title with like some sort of judgment or preconceived notion about, you know, whatever, like you being a freak or like the, the person who, who pictures Jerry Springer and some person standing on the stage being, you know, being ridiculed and mocked. I think all I would say is to take a step back and, and look at this and go, no, I, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not hurting myself. I'm not hurting my partner. Um, it's something that that makes me feel better, makes me a better person, and it does it without hurting anyone. You know, I'm not drinking a bottle of vodka a night to feel okay. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm not cutting myself or whatever it may be. I'm doing something that makes me better. It makes me happier. It makes me more whole and more complete. And I'm doing it in a way that doesn't hurt anyone else. It doesn't affect anybody else except for me and my partner. You know, if you see me wearing and you notice, you may think I'm a freak, but it doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect your life. And so I think it's just, I would say to those people that have all the judgments you want, but just recognize that I'm a healthy, happy person and this is part of that. And I just ask for enough respect that you keep your ignorance to yourself. Well said. I, I think that there's something that swells in my heart uh, about just like loving humanity a little more after like some conversations just make you go, fuck, man, we can be good humans. Like we have ways of like taking care of ourselves that, like you said, don't hurt anyone and that are real authentic expressions of like, our life experiences and who we are and what we need and what we want. And I think that I, yeah, I'm really as well grateful um, for the conversation to be able to, to just like even just open a door in my mind that I never even knew was there before. Like what's, what's this human experience like? Um, Yeah. I'm glad it's a, it's like a closet door that, just got mm-hmm. opened for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Tim, I'm, I, again, I'm really stoked that we had the, a second opportunity <laughs> to do this because, um, because after the first, uh, again, we were just gutted that, uh, we lost your recording. Mm-hmm. So to make this happen and make this reality really, really does mean a lot. And, um, <clears throat> and yeah, again, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to to sit down with us and to uh, give us a little bit of insight into your personal life um, to help destigmatize and just normalize the the differences that we all that we all face and that we all deal with. So uh, this has been really really sweet, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you both very much, and thank you for having a, a platform I can do this on and other people can. So thank you both. All right, well, <clears throat> there you go. I wasn't lying. Pretty fucking top shelf sh- stuff, hey? <laughs> we have been so fortunate to have had the conversations we've had mm. over the last four years. Like, there are, I think, not that I take it for granted, but I sometimes don't even like. I don't, it's hard to remember what my brain was four years ago before starting having these conversations and how I've been impacted. But mm. I'd like to think that, that uh, it's in line with what, what listeners who've been with us for a long time say, which is just like, it's really opened doors yeah. um, in their mind. Mm. It's really helped me be more accepting and communicative of my own wants, desires, needs, boundaries, like just expressing myself and knowing Mm -hmm. myself and yeah, I don't, we get the benefit of reading those lovely emails from people who tell us what they're getting from this, but you know, our guests, they come in, they record and then off, then that's, then that's it. And they don't get to hear how much their honesty and, and vulnerability of like speaking about their experiences 
really benefits mm. other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's, um, it is, it's a gift <clears throat> to have this, uh, to have this ability to do this and to, to know that there's people out there who get to share in that. So, um, if you enjoyed that, uh, good. We will be back next week with another episode, another conversation. Actually, uh, we, but we also, uh, Bridie, you and I should have a personal conversation off the mics about what we're doing for the holidays if we're going to take a couple of uh, weeks off and maybe uh, re-release past episodes. But anyway, that's a, not a conversation for us to We have do here. have a couple of great conversations in the bank over the last month that I'm super excited to get out we there. Do. And uh, well, just like timely and wonderful um, stuff we're really excited about mm-hmm. and lots more conversations to be recorded in the coming weeks. So yep. stay tuned. We're coming at you um, week after week. Yes. So week after week, if you, uh, if you want to send us an email, uh, if you want to reach out to us at all, send us an email, turn me on podcast at gmail.com. Uh, our Instagram yes. is likely not going to be around for long. It is, uh, it is, it's getting zucked. It's getting zucked right up into the <laughs> zuck sphere. Um, uh, amongst other things. Uh, so we, we're, we're likely, uh, if you have anything to say to us and you send it through there, probably not going to be seen. So if you want to reach out to us, um, we do, we do respect, uh, and appreciate any and all interactions with us. You can just send it through email, just old school (laughs) fucking email. Turn me on podcast. If you want, Uh, nope, definitely not putting that out there. (laughs) Post office box. Definitely not putting that out there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. And um, uh, I think that is all for this week. Yeah, it sure is. You take care out there. We love you. Yep, and and you know what? (laughs) While we're at it, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Trying to sneak it out of it. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.